good people welcome to shanghai chronicles this is episode 106 what if i hope everyone had a wonderful weekend and you're getting ready for this wonderful work day which is monday good people okay uh so of course we have so much to discuss on the show and we have so much to go over so like we always do let's get into the shits so we have damn america should you recline your seat on the plane So I came across this particular post or what I would say article that showed people like um, going back and forth about um, this guy. He um, he like repeatedly punched a plane passengers like recline seat. So basically, I guess what happened um, Wendy Williams, she was on a she was on a flight going to New Orleans to Charlotte recently. And she decided to like lay back and rest like in her seat. And of course, you know, many people do when they're flying was in a row right before like they were in a row right before the last. And when she put her seat back, the man sitting behind her, he wasn't, I guess, happy about it. So the man was stuck sitting upright the whole time since the seats in the last row of the plane of course we know they don't move so to express his frustration with wendy williams being in the space he decided the appropriate response was to start punching her chair so when wendy williams um basically complained about it um she was the one that pretty much got reprimanded by the airline and she recorded the whole thing and posted it on Twitter and now it just sparkled like this big debate on whether you should recline your seats and some people said no some people say you shouldn't so I know like when I get on the plane like even when I'm on the train like on the Amtrak, I do like recline my seat, but I also look back at the person that's sitting behind me and I just tell them like, oh, you know, I say like, you know, is it okay if I, you know, recline my seat back? And they'll say, you know, that's fine. Or if I'm doing it a little bit too much, they may like stop the seat or something like that. And then like when I'm on the plane, honestly, I'm not even really thinking about reclining my seat on the plane because one (laughs) normally people want to get the window seat that's like a must and people hate to sit in the middle and people want to make sure they get that seat 
on the aisle. So the middle seat is the worst seat. Like that is the worst seat that you can ever have ever. Nobody likes the middle seat because the middle seat, you're stuck in there. You have to keep asking, you know, and saying, excuse me, can I get up? Can I do that? Whatever. So I would never, ever, just me, never, ever recline my seat if I'm sitting in the middle. If I'm sitting by the window, if I'm sitting on the side, I, you know, politely look behind me, ask. But of course, everyone wants to be comfortable with their paying money to travel. So, you know, it depends also how far does she recline this seat back? Like, you know, does she recline it back so far that the guy doesn't have any leg space? Did she, you know, do it to the point where like maybe he was like sitting up in a position and it kind of like was his head forward and she knocked it back by reclining the seat? Like, it's just certain things. Did she act? Was she polite and asked, you know, hey, is it okay if I recline the seat back? You know, just little gestures. So, um, a lot of people too, they have a bad back. Um, they, you know, arthritis in their legs. So of course, you know, they need to be as comfortable as possible. Um, now for him to throw a whole temper tantrum, I think that was just a little bit too much. I think it was very extra. Um, I think that, he just really drew attention to the situation. It didn't even need to be a situation. And then on top of that, if the planes weren't meant to recline, what's the point of you sitting in them if you're not going to recline them? Um, but you're not supposed to recline them to the fact where it does make the other passenger feel comfortable. Like we're not saying recline it all the way back like you're at the fucking spa or you're just like laying back on a damn beach chair on the beach, you know, like it's not supposed to be all the way back there. Um, then, you know, people are paying, of course, hundreds of dollars to fly on a plane. And if they make that a thing, you know, that's going to be a problem. Um, If I choose to decline my seat, I don't want nobody punching the back of my seat and, you know, getting all frustrated and mad and all of that because it would be a problem on the airplane. Okay, I would have to go off on somebody. Um, A lot of people on Twitter, let's just read some things that people said on Twitter. So somebody said people will fight about anything. I just read the responses to her video. He was in the wrong. Of course, it's okay to recline your seat on an airplane. That is what the reclining button is for. This, um, this, in this, if, if this, she said the comments are disgusting. This guy is so immature. Then someone else said, you know. Others relayed the man was lucky they weren't the ones in front of him sitting or whatever. So she somebody said, Y'all saw the video of that man punching that woman's punching that woman's seat back on the plane. It was too tight for him, saying the woman was in the wrong. All I know is that if the fuck you want a lot of room on a class or preferred or whatever the fuck the airline calls way, somebody gonna be punching my head through a turning around and smacking this person, okay, this person can't, uh, clearly they didn't, um, edit their tweets. Okay. Basically, sum it all up. She's basically saying that if somebody did that to her, if she, uh, reclined her seat, she's going to punch the dog shit out of them. That's what her response was. Um, 
Jamel Hill, she says, I was today's years old when I found out that you're not supposed to recline a seat that you paid for in an airplane. Who decided this? Someone said the seats are literally made and meant to recline and it is not possible to recline a seat into someone's lap. It's well because seat on go buses recline and people recline them all the time and nobody acts ridiculously when they do. That is true because when you're in the mega bus, the boat bus, your seats do recline back. People don't act crazy and frustrated. The thing about it is you never know what people are going through. He may be very frustrated. He must have probably had a bad morning, but that doesn't mean that he can take his frustrations out on someone who has paid for a seat that it wants to get reclined. Now, if they would stop that, that would definitely be a problem. It would be a big ass issue. Um, So somebody said, okay, so I see that the CEO of Delta eventually like, chimed in on the conversation on Twitter and she was like, I think the customers had the right to recline. We've been testing reduced recline, but I think that the proper thing to do is if you're going to recline it to somebody that you ask if it's okay okay first. He said American Airlines is aware of the incident. So American Airlines, I guess, is the airline that she was on. I guess they're aware of the incident and they're gonna be looking into it. And I that is what I said. So when I get on the train or anywhere that has a recline seat, I do ask and I look back and say like, hey, is it okay if I recline this back a little bit? Like, it's just the manners. It's just the manners. Like, it's nothing wrong with you asking someone, can you put your seat back? Like, I don't understand why people get so offended or feel like, you know, they don't have the right to, um, you know, help people well, not even help people. They just feel like, I guess, I, I honestly don't know. Like, maybe they just feel like, you know, they don't think that they need to talk to anybody or they don't think that they need to ask anybody permission to do anything on a plane or, or with a seat that they paid, you know, money for. So, you know, things happen. Um, Now... Another thing, too, is the guy punching and then them, them, you know, getting on Wendy Williams. I think that was just a little bit too much because at the end of the day, why are they getting so mad at Wendy Williams? Why are they, like, recommended her instead of, like, really coming at the guy? Like, look, sir, you can't be punching this seat. You can't be acting like a, acting like this on this plane. You know, if you feel the need that you're going to continue to act like this, they should have got him off the plane. You know, and then, you know... Also, you know, a lot of celebrities do fly coach and, you know, they don't do the uh, first class and all of that stuff. But not saying that Wendy Williams needed to do that to recline her seat back. But it's just like, okay, what is the big deal here? Um, And then, you know, there's also people that feel that um, he was in the right some people feel that, you know, she probably invaded his private space. So that was another reason why, you know, certain things occurred. I'm not sure. But, you know, I think that was just a little bit too much. Like, it was kind of just, it was just blown out of proportion. It, it didn't need to be at all. It didn't need to be. I think it could have been something that could have been calmed down, something that could have been, you know, uh, something that they could have pretty much, 
uh, avoided the situation, but you know, never know. Um, so our other Dame America is what if a woman wins the 2020 election? So, you know, Elizabeth Warren is one of the women that are running for Democratic Party. And, you know, I was just thinking to myself the other day, I'm like, you know, what if a woman wins this election? You know, how would that change the perspective and the aspect of how people view women in society? Um, Would that gain more respect for us? Would that gain more people to recognize that, you know, women are, you know, we're fierce, we're smart, we're warriors, we're people that actually do know a thing or two? Um, The only thing that... You know, I was speaking to my mother about this the other day. You know, I don't have a problem with Elizabeth Warren, but I feel like when it comes to the black woman, how can she relate to me? How is she relatable to me? How is she relatable to what black women go through? And not to say that just because she's a white woman, she's not, but there are maybe some black women that are not relatable to me as well. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think that if there was to be a woman president, it will really change a lot of things in America. It will change how we view things. It will change how we do things. And it will bring structure. And although, you know, maybe certain laws and things wouldn't be the same. But when it came to like abortions and when it came to, you know, health care, they would pretty much have women in mind, of course, but it would also be a system where it would be preventable for all because, you know, in a woman, a woman's place is to nurture. She's there to take care. She's there to, uh, you know, a woman is uh, there all the time to run a household, you know, so those certain things, I do believe that, you know, a president, a woman president would definitely bring uh, to the White House if there ever was to be one. Now, the other question is, is that America is not, you know, is America ready for a woman president? And I do not believe that they are. I do feel that they are very fearful of it. I do feel that, you know, they don't think that women are capable of doing the job. And I feel like they always you know, look at certain jobs and certain situations and just like, you know, that's a man's job. That's a, that's what a man is supposed to do. That's how a man is supposed to, you know, and it's never, you know, what a, you know, what would a woman do? What, what would a woman, you know? So it's just that the, the way that people think and the way that people view women are very, uh, how can I say it's 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 very uh, distasteful, you know, it's distasteful to the point where you don't believe or think that a woman can really be the president of the United States, that a woman can really run and control everything when it comes to the United States. Um, I feel that whenever that day, whenever that day will come. I hope that I'm around to witness it. I hope that my children will be able to witness it. I hope that my parents uh, and, you know, cousins and family will just be able there to witness it because I do feel that it will come. 
but I don't think that it will come at this very moment when we need it the most. Um, I do feel that women are starting to be more vocal about situations, starting to be more independent, starting to value themselves more. And I think with that, with that, um, with that value, it will bring us a very strong candidate that is able and willing to take on the men. You know, Elizabeth Warren, she, she has that fire. She has that, you know, uh, charismatic, you know, attitude with her, you know, could she beat Trump? I don't think so. I think that the person that needs to be that woman uh, president needs to be probably a little bit younger. Um, Because unfortunately, age does play a part in certain certain situations and certain things. And so I feel that with that being said, you know, if a younger person was to go in there and really handle and tackle everything, I think that the world would start to see things very different. I mean, look at the candidates that we've had. We had Hillary Clinton. Uh, We have Elizabeth Warren. Um. I forgot the other lady's name. I think her last name started with a K or something like that. You know, we had her. These women are like, what, in their 50s and 60s? And, you know, yeah, they do know of the, you know, issues and, you know, the politics and things. But I really do think what's stopping people from voting for that woman is the fact that, one, a lot of people don't feel that that particular person can relate to them. And two, I do believe it's the age. If we saw a younger version of any of those two women, we would probably be like, okay, you know what? I, I can relate to this. This is relatable. I can, you know, I can see this happening. I can see, you know, her winning. I can see her passion. I can see all of that. And, you know, at the end of it all, uh, we live in a very male dominant society. So women really have to do a lot just to be seen wherever they are, you know, whether it's the grocery store, whether it's the at work, you know, at home. And, you know, I just think that the world is just not ready Um. They are just not open-minded enough. And I do think that when that day will come, that if a woman becomes president, it will be a magical one. And, you know, it will be one that will seize the moment. Like, it would just be the best thing that I think that, you know, anyone could see or experience. So, you know, I always had that question, like, you know, what if we had a woman president? How would things work? How would things be structured? How would things flow? How would things go? You know, you just think about those certain things. So, you know, you, you just never know what God has in plan, you know? And I think, you know, we will come to that time. It will, you know, come together. But when it will come together, I don't know. But it's always going to be a what if for me. Like, you know what if this was to happen? You know, what if, you know, Warren did beat Trump? You know, what if she chose uh, 
Michelle Obama to be her. You know, like it's just certain things, you know. So it's, you know, and it's always like a what if, you know, I mentioned Michelle Obama. It's like, you know, what if Michelle Obama did run for president? You know, she will be the toughest candidate and she would be the one that I honestly think, in my opinion, that will be able to beat Trump. And because she has that poise, she has that grace, she has that attitude, she's smart, fierce. And these are not things that um, Elizabeth Warren is not lacking, but it's just those qualities really stand out in Michelle Obama. And, you know, I just always come to question, you know, like, what if she did run for president? What if she was to win? You know, what if any woman was to win? So, you know, I, I, I will always have that as a what if and as a dream. Because I do believe when you have what ifs, if you put them into perspectives, those what ifs will always come to be reality. So, you you know, you just never know. Uh, so, you know, I damn America, what if you should recline your seat on the plane? I think, you know, if you do that, just probably be courteous and ask the person behind you like, hey, do you mind if I recline my seat? Do you mind if I do this? Do you mind if I do, I do that? You know, you just never know. Um, and then... You know, what if a woman wins the 2020 election, you know, or any other elections after, you know, that would be a history in making. It would be something that people will talk about for decades, you know, and it would be something that women of all colors, of all ages, they if they ever been proud of something in their life or if they ever, you know, accomplished some type of goal, that would be something that it would just be the best thing, you know, the best. So you never know. Uh, so let's get into our rising star. So our rising star, we have Raven Magwood. She is 26 years old. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let me put up about Raven. So I came across her actually on Instagram. Uh, so she is a published author, motivated speaker, motivational speaker, a filmmaker who is truly a force to be reckoned with. Although only in her 20s, because I believe she's 26, she has dedicated her young life to one thing, inspiring people around the world to become the best version of themselves. After publishing her first book at 12 years old, she was invited to give a keynote speech for Stedman Graham at an educational conference in Charlotte, North Carolina. From that point on... She knew that she wanted to continue empowering audience on a greater scale. Since giving her first speech, she's traveled the country, providing individuals with the tools they need to unlock their full potential. Um, she stays very busy. She enjoys spending time with family and friends. When she's not writing, speaking, coaching, or shooting a film, she enjoys shopping, volunteer at church, traveling the globe, and solving Rubik's Cubes. Um, here are some of her key accomplishments so she was a national uh gymnast champion at age 11 she purchased her first book at 12 she graduated as high school valedictorian at 16 with a 5.1 gpa she graduated from clemson university calhoun honors college at age 19 she was honored as one of the clemson university roaring 10 honors top 10 graduates of the past 10 years She's president of Raven Magwood Foundation. She's an award-winning filmmaker, and she's a published author of four books. So shout out to Raven Magwood. She's our rising star. You can go and get more information about her and also order her books at ravenmagwood.com. So shout out to her. 
and we lift you up, young black queen, okay? So let's get into the shits as always. The shits is always with the twerk something segment because that segment is just be, oof, woocha. It just be something. Um, so I saw too that the, I'm seeing, because you know I do a lot of strolling, that the Braxton family values may get canceled. Now, I did come across that post and then I came across a post that from Tamar was saying like, you know, they reaching. Listen, that show is a classic. A lot of people are like, oh, is it still on? Why is it still on? I'm sick of Tamar, whatever. If you didn't have Tamar on the show, nobody would watch it. Tamar keeps the show entertained. From the time when they're just doing, you know, little songs and everything. Like, they did a song with Tony is always late. Like, they just make up little stuff, you know, like, and it's exciting. Um... The last season that I watched, Tracy was hitting it, going off on all the fucking sisters. And, you know, they left me with a to be continued. I don't see the show going anywhere. I don't see the show getting canceled. You know, we still got things to figure out. I want to know what Tony Braxton is doing after her and Birdman. I want to know. I want to lay and know and put my eyes on Vince when he meets uh Tamar's gay boyfriend, David. Okay, yes, I did say gay. Um, I also want to, you know, Trina's getting married. I want to see these things. So, you know, this show, I think, would continue to go on once the two head honchos, which is Tony and Tamar, are like, listen, we done. We, we can't do no more. You know, we, we don't want to do no more. You know, and, you know, Tamar went on this thing where she, you know, deleted all her Instagram. And she's not, you know, the, uh, she, you know, it's subliminal somewhere along the lines. But she did let it be known that she is not. Okay. Okay. They are not canceling that show. Okay. And. I love it. You know, I'm always here for a good reality show all the time. I'm always here for the drama. It keeps me entertained. I mean, if I didn't have no drama, what else would I have? Structure, I guess. I guess she's supposed to have structure, I guess. Um, so, speaking of, so, back in the 90s, they, you know, we had this show, Saved by the Bell, and everybody loved Lisa Turtle. Lisa Turtle was known as the fashionable girl on the show. She was cute. Alphys was always on point. She was that girl. Um, so she, uh, her name is Lark Vorach. I, I can't, I can't pronounce her last name, but I think it's like V-O-O-R-H-I-E-S, but girl, Lisa Turtle. Okay. So, you know, she talked about on the show, I believe Dr. Oz, about how she was snobbed from the Saved by the Bell reboot. And, you know, they put a picture up showing all the cast getting together. And, you know, she was not, of course, shown on the reboot, also shown on the show. So, I guess initially what happened was this. She went through... She went through a nervous breakdown, pretty much. She pretty much um, deals with, I think, schizophrenia and she has um, a bipolar disorder. So, you know, when you do have a mental illness, a lot of people tend to uh, draw away from you. They tend to not want to be around you. They tend to not try to be um, 
a part of your world, you know, because I don't know if they can't relate or they, you know, are afraid. I'm not sure. So, you know, she handled herself very well when they asked her about it and about how she felt and about, you know, you know, what did she, you know, feel towards them? And I think, you know, she answered everything with class. And, you know, she definitely looks different than what she did when she was younger. Uh, I, I remember seeing her back in the day on one of those uh, Access Hollywoods or something like that. And I just couldn't understand, like, why was her skin that way? Like, why did she look a little bit lighter than what she did when she was younger, you know, younger? And, you know, the thing about it, the moral to the story is you never know what someone is going through. You never know what situations a person may be in or what situations they've um, put themselves in to um, achieve such a big outcome. And the outcome that she achieved was that she recognized that she had an issue. And, you know, she went to get help with that issue. And now she has the support of all her family. Um, but what I also do know is this. That fucking reboot, bitch. I don't know. You ain't want to get cute with them. Because I guess she ain't want to let your little blackness side come out. But, bitch, that reboot is going to be trash, okay? Everybody fucking knows that Lisa Turtle was the Saved by the Bell. It was Lisa Turtle, Zach, and maybe the bitch Kelly. But we like Lisa, okay? We like seeing you come up there in the hallway with your stylish outfits. Okay, bitch, you was, you was the shit. So for them not to have you on the show, how are they even going to make a reboot without you? And how are they even going to, like, how is the reboot going to even, you know, I thought about this. They better not fucking cast another bitch. Because if they cast another bitch, that, that would be just respectful. Okay. Then on top of that, honestly, we don't even need the reboot. Like, what do we need it for? I, I mean, honestly, I don't even remember where we left off on Saved by the Bell. It's not like family members will be left off or it's not like living single or Martin will be left off and people moved out of the Bel Air mansion or some shit. Like, what the fuck did we need it for? Did the Saved by the Bell end with them graduating? I don't even fucking remember because it was so long ago. Like, I, I don't even know. But all I know was this, bitch. You kept your cool. It was cute. You was on Dr. Oz. But, bitch, no. They should have put you in the fucking reboot. They needed you in the reboot. You're, start of, you're the start of the cast. Okay? Point blank simple. Like, I don't even know why they thought that was cute to even play with you like that. Okay? So, if you ain't want to get cute with them, bitch, I just got cute with them for you. Um, And speaking of cute, and so, you know, the real... They celebrated their 100 show. And, of course, I don't watch the show. I just see clips. And I haven't watched the show since Tamar got off the show. And, you know, that Lonnie Love, she's up there. She's like, yeah. And we just want to say to Tamar Braxton, you're still our sister. Bitch, why are you bringing this up? Tamar has been off the show for how long? You have a whole new co-host, Amanda, who is there. Okay. You just keep stirring up the pot. I don't know if you want Tamar to respond or, you know, are you doing it to be sarcastic? Like, what exactly are you doing it for? Because we all know that you're trolling at this point. And when she said that, all the other girls, you know, Tamara, she just be do 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 
all the other girls are just looking at her like, bitch, really? Like, you can't let this go, bitch? Like, we got a whole new co-host sitting here. You know, we trying to celebrate this moment. You know, cut Jenny Ma off of what she was saying because you wanted to say that. For what? Like, I thought we were beyond that. I thought we were over it. But you just keep bringing it back up. Like, she just keeps bringing it back up. Like, girl, we're not on it anymore. Y'all said y'all doing good. Y'all said y'all winning awards for the show. Y'all made it to 100th episode or whatever, 1,000th episode, whatever the fuck it was. So you're supposed to be celebrating. The fuck you bringing Tamar in for for? This is not her celebration, bitch. What is she celebrating with y'all for? Oh, because y'all celebrating from the beginning of the show? Okay, cute. Cute. Okay, cute. No. No. Leave it with his at Lonnie. Okay, Lonnie, like... Nobody is, is, you know, it's a saying they say, you know, they ain't sent, Tamar ain't sent for you. If she ain't sent for you, don't don't even worry about coming, you know. It don't, it don't even make any sense. She ain't, she ain't thought, okay, ain't thought. Bitch, I just said that, that they trying to probably cancel the Braxy family vice. You think she give a fuck about y'all celebrating a 1,000th show? She don't give a hot damn. Who cares? Who cares? Like, let it go, bitch. You know, like Frozen, let it go. Like, let it go. Tamar Braxton does not want no affiliation with the real. None. Okay? We still don't know the, the real story about how it went down. You claimed you went on the breakfast club and tried to tell us the real story, but that was a half-assed story. No. Don't want it. Don't need it. Ain't sent for it. Okay? Um, so I saw that Selena Johnson, she thinks that we should still play R. Kelly music. She thinks that people should still dance to his music because, you know, what he did, you know, shouldn't hurt us and hurt our beliefs and our values. She still still feels that we should have a good time. Now, That's a hard one because the thing about it is R. Kelly has hits for days. And, you know, Step for the Name of Love, that is like a party anthem, you know. Then, you know, he got the song with Jay. Um, Then, of course, the classic, I Believe I Can Fly. Like, you know, he just had so many good hit records and it's just like you know when I saw that statement I just thought to myself and I just like like look like you know how you give this look that makes sure like nobody hear you and I just was like yes girl you right about that girl yes yes bitch you right and then another part of me was like no bitch no you can't be dancing to this music this gets a pedophile like no you can't be dancing to this and then I'm just like, I had to just think like, well, you know, everything in life, you know, happens for a reason. You know, people are here for, you know, different seasons. You know, I'm trying to convince myself that this is the correct way to go with, the, you know, with the statement. And then I'm just like, that nigga is nigga is so talented like he a talented little nigga and then I'm just like 
but he a pedophile. You know, so you just have so many mixed emotions. It's like one side is telling you he's a pedophile. Then another side is like, damn, you can't knock it. That nigga had hits. You can't knock. You know, he was a talented ass dude. You know, so it really just puts you in a hard place. And then honestly, Celine Johnson, she may be content with the outcome. She may be content with the outcome. So she just like, suck it. He going to jail anyway. I'm just going to party to this music. I'm partying because they locking his ass up. So she's looking at it as like a celebration. Well, on the other hand, too, I guess, you know, what if you are at a party, dance for clears out, and you the only one stepping in the name of love? You know, like, it's just, it's just, it just really puts you in a bad situation because it's like, you know, you don't want to go against what you believe in and what you value. But then it's like, damn, this nigga has some hits. You know, like, he has some hits. And it's just like, you know, with the king of pop. They can tell us a million and million and million times before that Michael Jackson was doing something to them little boys. And we wouldn't care. <clears throat> we wouldn't care. We would go every Christmas and listen to the Jackson 5 album. We would go back and listen to Michael Jackson. We would want to learn all the Michael Jackson moves. Whitney Houston, they call her a drug addict for years. We didn't care. We was in denial just like her mother. We didn't give a goddamn. We loved that girl. So it's just like, okay, you know, why can't we do the same for R. Kelly? Why can't we still enjoy and listen to his music, you know? Because at the end of the day, he made music for us to enjoy ourselves. So, you know, it's like, why shouldn't we not enjoy ourselves? But I tell you, it just puts you in a, it just puts you in a bad place because then it's like, you know, you party like step in the name of love. You know, you partying and then you like, damn, what the, well, damn, what's this, what the fuck exactly was this nigga talking about? You know, was he, was he talking about these little girls? You know, so you just don't know. But I got the point of what she was saying and I understood it, but it just was like, but just like, God, please don't take me. You know, please, God, please. You know, it was just like you wanted to just say a prayer to thank God and ask him for forgiveness for that one. Like every time you stepped it, you just wanted to say a prayer, Lord, because, whoo, child. Mm, mm, mm. So, I saw, too, that, you know, Tina knows. She was defending Jay-Z because it was a post out about how money is donating to the NFL or the NFL is donating money, something around prison reform. And, you know, everyone was really coming at Jay because he was partnering with the NFL. They couldn't understand exactly what would be his role with this situation. And, you know, Mama knows just, you know, shut it down with facts and was just like, you know, she used that famous don't, you know, she hates the crabs in the bucket thing. And the crabs in the buckets thing is like when people, you know, you see one crab trying to succeed and get out, but his, but the other crabs are still pulling him down to stay in the pot. So with that being said, I feel like when it comes to this NFL thing, there's never going to be a right or wrong opinion. No matter, no matter if you argue or you sit down and have this discussion for days there at this point there's no right or wrong opinion just in my opinion I feel like at this point 
it's either you're going to watch football or you're not going to watch football or you're going to sit back and wait to see what Jay does or you're just going to just be like, fuck it, can't do Jay. So I feel like with this situation, I feel like we are reviewing this off of just one aspect. And that one aspect, of course, is Colin Kaepernick. And we're taking what we know or we're taking what we think we know and we're applying it to what we applying it to Jay-Z. And we honestly don't know what Jay-Z is going to do. We don't know what Jay-Z has said in meetings. We only have gotten snippets of interviews. If we got the full interview, we still don't understand what the perspective is. Honestly, at this point in Jay-Z's career... I don't think he cares about bad press. I don't think he cares about what people think of, think of him. I don't think he cares about what people think that he is probably going to do or not do. The only thing I think Jay-Z cares about is getting done what he set his mind to do. So at the end of the day, we can have so many opinions. We can have so many thoughts. We can have so many what ifs. But at the end of it all, we need to really be focused on what really matters. And what matters, I guess, in this situation is, you know, how how is he turning around how the NFL will view situations, how they will view police brutality, how they will view, you know, black men, which take up all of the NFL, you know, how they'll view black issues or if you know if that is the objective to push the black issue i just feel that we are so quick to give our judgments and we just really don't honestly know exactly what is going to happen until we see it happen and it's fine to give judgments it's fine to give opinions but with this nfl thing i have just come to conclusion within myself within my mind that there will not be a wrong or right opinion for this. You know, there will always, I mean, let me take that back. Everybody has their right to an opinion. There's never a wrong opinion. There's never a wrong, there's never a wrong opinion. There's never a right opinion because they're opinions. But this argument of the NFL will go on forever because there's no middle. There's no agreeance with anything. The only agreements people probably have with one another is don't watch it. You know, it just it just sparks so much of a conversation that it's just a conversation that just goes on and on and on. It's almost like the Energizer Buddy it just keeps going and going and going. And it's just like, when would it, you know, like when would it stop? So, you know. I, I commend Mama Knows for defending Jay-Z. You know, a lot of people probably thought, like, you know, Tina ain't really cared too much about Jay-Z because, you know, you know, he has done his certain situations when it came to his daughter, whatever. But, you know, the fact that she defended him, I like that. I love to see it. But, you know, I just think that this NFL thing is just like... It's exhausting. Shit, it exhausted me just this little bit of minutes that I was like talking about it. I was just like, okay, the fuck. But, you know, I, I 
I just feel that we need to give it a chance. We need to figure it out. We need to figure out exactly what is, you know, what what exactly is, you know, going to, you know, I guess change. I, I don't really know. I just... I just know this, that the conversation with the NFL is just, like, draining. It's just draining. It's very draining. And it's just like, okay, whatever, you know? So, um, rapper Pop Smoke, he passed, and I kept coming across these different posts, and I keep seeing all these girls, and I'm just like, damn, like, who who is the main girl here? It was just so many girls. Like so many girls kept posting and they was like fucking four page letters and one girl talked about how he was so vulnerable around him and then another girl talked about how he did this and this nigga had bitches for days. And I would love to be a fly on the wall at the funeral because I really want to know which bitch shows up. I think maybe all of them is probably going to show up. And then are all of them going to sit together? Are all of them going to figure out their timelines of when he was with with whoever? Are these bitches going to start fighting at the funeral? You know, what the fuck is exactly going to happen? Because it was a lot of bitches posting. I mean, more than I could count. My finger, it was five, and I had to go to my other hand account. Like, it was a lot of bitches. So, you know, I don't know what he was telling these girls, but they was obviously loving him, okay? It was a lot of uh, pouring my hearts out, and baby, I was your rider, and baby, I was the future, and all this other shit. This nigga had bitches for days, okay? For days, and I need to be at that funeral to see exactly what the fuck's going on. I need to see where these bitches are sitting. Is they all going to sit in one aisle? Like, what's going on here? Hell, I'm surprised ain't a baby mama ain't come out yet. Because these bitches is lined up. Lined up. Lined up. Lined up. Okay. And so I also saw too that SZA was talking about she disappearing again. She not doing no more interviews or no photos. Okay. SZA, I did miss SZA. I don't know what is going on with that. I don't know why she feels that way. I do feel that SZA does have mental issues that she definitely needs to work on some self-respect things because I don't think she values herself enough. I don't think she, you know, cares about herself enough. Um, she is very, uh, she's very, um, I don't know the word that I want to use, but she 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 isolates herself a lot from the world and it's just like you know if you're going to be a star and you're going to be this person that has this gift and you're supposed to and God gave you this gift to share with everyone you know there is things that do come with that gift in the entertainment industry and it's just like you know she's like she's not doing no more interviews she's not doing no more photos and it's just like maybe I don't know if this just came from how people reacted on the cover that she was on with knowing with um Normandy and uh, Megan, like, I don't know, but I always felt that SZA was always misunderstood, and I always felt like 
she was a girl that people just needed to take their time with. And any one criticism that she sees, it's like she just shuts down. Like she just ultimately just shuts down and it, everything just shatters and changes around her. So hopefully, you know, one day she would kind of like come out and express and, you know, maybe she's going to therapy and working on, you know, just self-love and things within herself. Cause I really think she has a lot of insecurities that she definitely needs to, you know, work on. Uh, and for the twerk something segment, before we close it out, I came across this TI podcast interview with Morris and Nicole, Boris and Nicole. And, you know, they talked about, you know, how they handle their relationship in the limelight, you know, certain things. So Boris is like, you know, we keep everything at home. We don't go to the internet. We don't go and discuss things on the internet. We don't go and talk about how my wife probably did this to me today or how she didn't cook breakfast or something like that. That's what the fuck T.I. does. T.I. does that. T.I. does that to Tiny. And that's why he couldn't understand when Boris um, said it. He was just like, oh, oh, so, you know... You really, you know, I guess he thought he was like trying to be funny or something like that. Like basically saying he asked him like, you know, how do they hide their dirt (laughs) or whatever. And so, you know, they've been married for a long time. They've been married for almost 20, like 15 years. So, you know, he made it seem like, you know, he Boris is like, it's not easy, but it's simple. You just keep everything in you got to think about the right choices you got to think about your kids you just got to think about other situations so T.I. response was like I think that's how she got to be such a good human human because of me fucking up so much he was like but my thing is how do you keep it where it stays inside stays in the house I haven't heard any dirt on them and Boris is like I don't think there's a lot of major dirt but we also respect each other enough that I would never want to embarrass myself or her or the kids or anybody so T.I. is like that's so sweet you making all of us look bad no nigga he making you look bad because you don't do that when it comes to tiny, okay? You take that and embarrass the fuck out of her, and then she comes staggering along, oh, forgiving your corny, whack ass. And, you know, that's why I had to get rid of tiny as my fucking birthday twin because she just, you know, she's not representing our fucking sign correctly. She's not representing our day correctly, and she was irritating the fuck out of me, so I had to put her on the list with the rest of the motherfuckers. But... Yes, he's letting you know, like, you you have to respect her. You can't be embarrassing her, you know? And there's plenty of times that T.I. has definitely embarrassed Tiny. So when he said that, and his response was like, oh, you're making us all look bad. No, he's teaching you, young man. He's teaching you. Maybe you should take that home with you the next time you want to embarrass Tiny, okay? Once you take that with you. He, he, he's speaking some knowledge to your ass that you lack thereof, okay? You lack thereof. I can't stand that to you He just does something to me, y'all. I, don't, I just don't know what he does. He just does something to me. Like, ooh, ooh, he just does something to me. So, you know, I thought that little comment was, like, sarcastic. Like, girl, boy, like, calm it down. Like, why did you even, like, that was so sweet. You making us all look bad. Yeah, he making you look bad, nigga. You. Because you do it. You. And Tiny can sit there and say that you do it too. With her foolish dumb ass. Stupid. 
Anyway, so let's get into what you won't do. So what you won't do is not have Faith and Lauren Hill showing up for the Lovers and Friends tour. She's going to be there. She's going to be on time. She's going to sound good. Okay, so y'all got to have faith that this bitch is going to be on. She's going to be on time. I'm telling y'all, she's going to come at least a day before the festival. And the tour. She is going to be on time to the, the sound check. I have faith. I have faith. And actually, I prayed about it. I prayed about it. And God said that he is going to make sure that she's on time. So just have a little bit of faith, okay? That's what y'all want to do. Not have no faith in her. Have faith in Lauren, okay? And what you want to do, fans of Erica Badu, is really think that y'all are going to be smelling like her vagina with this new perfume, Okay, please don't spray the vagina perfume down in your vagina. Okay, please, please. All right, just keep it up top. Um, I don't know why y'all would go out and buy that. It's not like somebody else's vagina. That's first of all. But you know, that's what you won't do is really think that y'all smell like her vagina. Okay, because everybody has their own vagina smell. All right, it's either it's clean or fresh or it ain't. Some of some of them is tart or whatever the case may be. Some are flowers and some are roses. You know, some are flowers, roses, petals, whatever. But I just don't. Yeah. So, so yet again, what you won't do is not have faith that Lauren Hill is not going to show up. Okay, for the Lover and Friend store, that bitch is going to be there. Okay, you best believe it. And what you won't do, fans of Erica Badu, is really think y'all are going to be sounding like her vagina. Okay? Please, y'all, please, please don't spray this shit down there in your vagina. Okay? Please, y'all, please. Please, I really think you're going to be smelling. Please just get it for a collector's item. Let's just, let's just collect it. Let's just collect it and you have a collector's item of a, a bottle of Erica Badu vagina smell. Like, please. Why would you really think, Lord, help us. And there's some people out there that's probably thinking that too. Like, every morning they spray it on. Mm, I just smell just like Erica Badu. Please. Okay? Please. So... This is episode 106, What If. Um, of course, I hope everyone has a wonderful work week. Everyone has a wonderful Monday. Um, of course, you can follow us at Shanghai underscore Chronicles. And also, you can listen to all episodes on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Google Play, iHeart, iTunes, everything. Okay, good people. And like I always say, I'm out.